Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Canadian Gamers. And I'm all by my lonesome today. Nobody loves me. Uh, the truth being, Steven's actually kind of busy. Uh, so am I actually really going kind of crazy as of late. Between studying and a bajillion different work projects and things like that, I'm actually really at the point where I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm wondering, can I even do this executive MBA in terms of time? I'm I'm really hoping, and I'm still going to do the test and see like you know how I score, but I am sitting there going, I have so many responsibilities before I, you know, give a bajillion dollars. I really need to to sit down and think about this in terms of time because I do a lot of stuff. So, I'm just I'm just thinking to see like what's actually possible because I I was planning on studying, you know, like 2 hours a day, an hour a day, something like that. And the reality is I've barely studied at all only because I just haven't had a chance. Like I come home at 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock at night, and you're exhausted. You're just like, well, I'm ready for bed, pretty much. So I'm going to see what's uh, what's what. I mean, I'm not giving up or anything like that. I haven't even started, technically. But it's just, it is something that I'm, I'm really looking at to say, like, okay, well, I won't be able to do these tasks or those tasks or this or that without... Um, well, I just won't be able to do them. It's not without anything. I just simply won't be able to do them. And I mean, it's like this with the channel, right? Like you've seen reviews have dried up and things like that. Features are slowly winding down. And it's only been like two weeks. That's legit it. It's only been two weeks on my side. For you guys, it may it may appear a little bit longer, but that's just the way it is. Okay, so outside of, of that little spiel of me complaining about time and Steven... You always got to complain about Steven. I wanted to let you guys know a couple of things. Um, so, where am I going to begin? I got actually news and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. So, okay, here we go. I just took notes and I put them everywhere. Super professional as always. So, I actually uh, managed to have time to play some games. Now, I know some of you are like, well, wait a minute. You just were complaining about studying and the time and this and that. Well, I can't. I can't really study while I'm going to work or when I'm coming home from work and stuff like that. There's just not enough time. You know, you're playing 15, um, I'm basically playing games for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, stuff like that. Um, every little bit I have and I, I, for studying, I need time. Like I need a good two, three, four hours to go through material and actually practice problems and things like that. And I'm also going to be doing a boot camp, which is coming up in a couple of weeks and that's going to be brutal. But, uh, yeah, so, what did I play? Well, I uh, have been on a Dragon Quest fix as of late, and I mentioned this, I mentioned this, I think, last time, that over the last two years, I've essentially gone through Dragon Quest 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. And I was like, well, that's, uh, you know, that's five games in a series that has 11 titles. So I actually just went back and finished Dragon Quest IV on the DS. And man, that's a that's a really good one. I, I might start recommending that more and more to people as a good entryway into the Dragon Quest series. Once eight uh, not eight, once eleven is out, I think I might I might do that. Say, you know, here, check out Dragon Quest Eleven, it's the newest one, and this and that. 
But Dragon Quest XI was really good because it doesn't have a class system. And I know people are like, what? What do you mean? That's that's no good. That's no good at all. But it is good because you have to think of it that you want to introduce people to the series. You don't want to overcomplicate things. And it's the same thing with Dragon Quest IV that I really enjoyed. It was just a very basic role-playing game, but it features a very good story. I love the breakdown of all the different chapters and how eventually when you get to chapter 5, everybody comes together. The post-game, it's not too much. It's it's basically like a, a bonus dungeon with, well, more or less trials. I'm putting those in air quotes. Because you have to beat, like, uh, this chicken and egg guy, well, guys, you have to beat them, what is it, seven times? Eight times? Something like that? And I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but it's just, it's a very, very, very good game. And then after that, you have the final, the true final boss that they added. And that's uh, that's it for Dragon Quest Four, but it's a really good one. It it doesn't take too long. Under forty hours, you can easily do all of it. Like the post game, the the regular game, uh, you can you know max out all the mini medals and stuff like that. So a very good entry if you'd like to go and and check out Dragon Quest before Eleven comes out. I know a lot of people say, sorry about that yawning here. I know a lot of people say to go and check out Dragon Quest, uh, what is it, 8. But the thing with 8 is it's quite a time sink. And it's a great game too, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a a fantastic game. Again, no classes or anything to worry about. It's more weapon-based in terms of skills and stuff like that. So it's really, which 11 follows the same sort of pattern... So it's not uh it's not the end of the world, right? Like it's not it's really not it's not overly complex and I think a lot of people would very easily be able to get into the game. The thing with 8 is that it's long. Just like 11. 11 is a nice meaty adventure and if you're not sure about the series and where to jump in, that's why it's not uncommon for me to recommend some of these older titles just because they're not quite as long. They're not like, you know, these 100 plus hour epic games, but they're still very, very good. So anyways, I will eventually have a review out for Dragon Quest IV. It's, I actually planned to do it uh, today. I was going to record some footage after I had a study session or in between study sessions, but unfortunately, uh, I had to do this. I didn't, I didn't even think of this to be really honest, the podcast. So I was like, uh, well, there goes that. So I'm going to do the podcast now. Then I'm going to, going to study and uh, probably that'll be take me to the afternoon actually. So did that. Uh, I also, funny enough, I was playing uh, a little bit of Dragon Quest 1 on mobile, pretty much at the exact same time as Dragon Quest 4. Now, if you don't know anything about Dragon Quest 1, Dragon Quest 1, the original Dragon Quest, is not really a game I would recommend for people who are not Dragon Quest fans. And it's because it's basically a collection or a series of little islands, well, little islands, I guess continents you could call them, but unbelievably small, okay, like like crazy, crazy small. And you basically just fight over and over and over and over and over again. That's it. You're grinding. You're grinding non-stop. And I mean, it's it's the first, right? Like it's one of the very, very first RPGs ever on a console. And it shows. 
And, and so as a Dragon Quest fan myself, like it's awesome. I love it. I think it's great and, and that, but I'm not, I'm not stupid. Like, I mean, you have no party features. There's, well, there's no party to, to speak of. The story's incredibly basic. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So you're quite literally going to spend about maybe what? Five hours? Six hours? Four hours? Something like that. Just grinding to get different levels. And then eventually you go to the Dragon Lord and whoop his butt, get the ball of light, and you're done. That's it. Game over. Thank you for playing. Bumblebee Tuna. And it's, it's just, it is what it is. But that's definitely not one that I would recommend. But, uh, well, to start. I wouldn't recommend to start. So, uh, but one thing that, that was very interesting to me was I really don't like playing these games on mobile. I just don't. Uh, if you do, power to you. But for me, I was like, man, this really sucks. And like the whole series pretty much, well, a lot of the series is on mobile. I believe you can get Dragon Quest 1 through 8. I think even 7 is on there now. Although that, I, that might be a lie. It might be Dragon Quest 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, and 10. But 10 is only um, in Japan, obviously, and it's through the streaming service like on the 3DS. So it's a little bit different in that it's not like a local version. Uh, but I really don't like playing the games like that. Like Dragon Quest 1 is about the extent of it because I know what Dragon Quest 1 is, right? You're just grinding, 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 and that's that's all she wrote. But to play Dragon Quest 2 or to play Dragon Quest 3, Three, especially Dragon Quest Three, is very disheartening to me because I'm like I I would love to actually go through the entire series so I could say like oh in the last two years I went through Dragon Quest one through eleven like all of them and I don't see that actually happening I think I'll finish one I'm right at the Dragon Lord by the way I just uh, he he his second form he just obliterated me so I need to he put me to sleep the douchebag and then. And then he just, you know, proceeded to wreck my face. So I'm just going to grind a little bit more. I was like, uh, I think I, I got to him at like level 15. Oh no, it was 17. I got to him at level 17. It's just I was playing, I was barely even paying attention. And so I don't want to play Dragon Quest 2 or 3 on mobile. So if I don't want to play them on mobile, where can I play them? And the answer is nowhere. The I Not in English, anyway. If I want to play them in English... Your options are the original NES cartridges, the Game Boy Color cartridges, or mobile. Like, that's all she wrote. I'm hoping that when Eleven comes here, that we will get the English versions of Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, because those were released as part of the the celebration, if you will, for Dragon Quest Eleven in Japan on both the 3DS and on the PS4. And it sucks that the... The 3DS version of Dragon Quest XI, it will not be coming here because of that. I'll get into that in just a sec, but because of that, I doubt very much we're going to get those those ports. But unfortunately, those ports are also of the mobile versions of the game, and I hate that. It's The Super Famicom versions are the ones that you really want. Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 on the Super Famicom are phenomenal. And yes, you can emulate them, of course. But it just sucks that there's no official release of those games in North America. And it really is a shame, especially with Dragon Quest III, man. Dragon Quest III looks awesome, holds up so well. The other two are a little more basic, but they still hold up well. So anyways, 
I'll finish one probably in the, like, probably by, what, Monday? Something like that. I've been going back and forth to the hospital a lot, too. This is what has really eaten into my time because my sister-in-law uh, basically was put on bed rest because she's having a baby right now and that lovely little sack of doom sprung a leak. Now, the baby's fine, she's fine, everyone's fine. It's just that she has to stay lying down and drink like crazy a bunch of water so that the amniotic fluid can basically refill it, it she lost a little bit but she's fine like i said everything is fine and i went there yesterday spent a couple hours there and um and she's doing great and like i said the the fluid is all back so baby's gonna be a-okay it's just it's boring as hell so i go you know i've been spending a lot of time there just to keep her entertained but I've, it's needless to say, eating into this study time. So this is why I've had a lot of time in the last couple of weeks to play Dragon Quest Four and to play Dragon Quest One, just because I, you know, whenever I have a chance and I'm not, you know, practicing problems or studying or this or that, well, this is what I'm doing. And to be fair, like at this point, I'm like I'm 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 praying that the boot camp is enough to get me the score I need because there's no other way. Like there's just no way I'm going to be able to, to study all of this before the deadline. Cause the deadline is in a few weeks and I have to go to on a conference. Like it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? And so I'm close. I mean, I'm very close to the score that I need. I was just hoping to get a little bit higher than the, the, the cutoff. But anyways, we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Like I say, if it doesn't happen this year, it's fine. You're going to see a huge explosion of videos uh, because I'll just delay it into next year. That's all. Okay, so that's a 13-minute introduction. My goodness, and I'm not done. So the other thing that I, I started to do, and I just haven't brought it with me as much because the Switch is a little more cumbersome to bring with you than the 3DS. And that's that's just a fact. The 3DS I can slip anywhere. You know, I can put it in my coat pocket. I can I can put it anywhere. The Switch is just a little bit too big for that. I love its portability, but it is just a little bit too big for that. So I decided that, you know, since I, I don't have time to stream, I, I'm barely even home <laughs> anymore the, like in the last couple of weeks. That uh, I said, you know what, I really want to go and finish Builders on uh, on the Switch. So I'm right at the end of the first chapter, and I think there were four chapters, five chapters, something like that. I have a very good idea of where this game is going in terms of story and stuff like that. And it's funny because this is one that I never actually got to on the PlayStation 4. I did play through Heroes and Heroes 2, and then I, I didn't play through completely, but I played a decent amount of Heroes 1 and 2 on the Switch, but um, Builders just slipped through the cracks. So I'm playing Builders now. Pretty pretty impressive game. I'm actually really enjoying it right now. Uh, Steven's review was... Didn't put me off, but it, it gave me some good warning. So I'm I'm glad I didn't spend you know 50 years on the defenses of my village because like he was saying that you're not going to be able to go back or or get basically uh, items from that area and bring it into the next area. So I'm glad I I listened to his review with that and I didn't spend you know 50 years doing you know ridiculous stuff. But that being said, I have done a lot of different. Um, 
I don't want to say side quests and stuff. I don't know if they really are, but I've just, I've done a lot of exploring and harvesting different things and just, I've just been enjoying myself. I love the Dragon Quest universe because of just how charming it is. It's sort of like Zelda. There's something with Zelda that I love. I just love the, the world. And, and here it's, it's exactly that. It's just, it's, it's charming. And it's so funny because I remember, Steven talking about Dragon Quest VIII, because for him, that was pretty much, you know, that was the one where, like, we were friends at the time, and he was going through it, and I had already, I believe I had already done, yeah, I must have already done an import review of it, or we called it import playtest of eight, and it was really funny, because one of his original comments uh, when he got to like one of the very first bosses, I forget what the character's name is, but it's the guy in the waterfall there, where the ball... Um, from the uh, seer, like he tossed his crystal ball and it hits the guy on the head there. That was like one of the very first bosses that you, you fight against. It's funny, I actually remember that. And I remember him telling me, like, I don't understand why is the enemy using like magic attacks when he doesn't have magic? Like he ran out of MP. I don't understand. This is weird. And... I mean, I'm, I'm making him sound like Stephen was like complaining about it. It wasn't so much that he was complaining, but he was like taken aback by that. And like, well, why isn't like the enemy just like focusing on that weak, like that weak character or whatever? And it's so funny because that, that scenario is Dragon Quest. That's what makes that series so utterly unique is that it, plays with conventions that you have of modern day RPGs where the artificial intelligence will purposely go after, you know, your weak character and it makes it realistic. But that's the whole thing with Dragon Quest is it isn't realistic. It's meant to be goofy. It's meant to have this unique charm to it. And it, every single Dragon Quest, including 11, you will have characters do that where they'll run out of magic points and they'll still try to cast and they'll be like, Oh, sadness. And it's, it's just, it is what it is. Like that's, that's what it is. And you like, you'll have enemies where it'll say like the enemy stands there and looks at you menacingly, you know? And that's, that's part of the charm. It's what makes this series so, so unbelievably unique. So anyways, I just want to finish up with builders by saying that um that Stephen was really right so far in his his review, especially about the combat the combat i I find the enemy hitboxes are a little too tight in that and it's it's got to do with your your weapon reach. you have to get so close like i i, I I found some green dragons in the first chapter and I wanted to take those guys down. And it's not that they're hard. Like they, they really clearly show you when they're going to do like a spin attack or shoot a fireball at you or whatever. It's the fact that like, I don't know where I am in relation to the green dragon. So like, I, I wait for, basically I run around the, the green dragon till it pauses to shoot a fireball at me. And then I swoop underneath essentially its belly and I'm slashing a couple of times and then I back off and you just got to repeat the process. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's so easy. And yet I, I was getting hit left, right and center because I'm walking in to the enemy because I, I can't hit it otherwise. So 
that's a little bit annoying. Um, and I'm hoping he mentioned that this is something I hope they fix. And, and I agree with that. I hope they fix that. But I'm glad he had a good time. And, and Steven has gotten more into the series uh, ever since that Dragon Quest Eight story I was telling you. So it's cool because he went through, he played Dragon Quest Builders, uh, Builders, um, Heroes. And I remember he was like, why the hell am I still playing this? Because it was like, it gets so repetitive, those games, after after a short period of time. And I'd like to say, like, well, I think it's because of that charm, you know? Like, there's just, there's something about these games. So, the big news, and why I've been talking all about the Dragon Quest stuff, is the fact that, well, there's there's real legitimate news here today. Which we probably didn't talk about, because I don't think it was released uh, the last time we did a video. And I have lots to say about this. And that is the fact that Dragon Quest Eleven has been officially, finally, um, I don't want to say announced, but we got the release date. And we actually saw two trailers for it. I've already done a video on it where I talked for like 40 minutes about it. But just very, very quickly, it's going to be released on September 4th, 2018, not 2011. I don't know why the hell I said that in the other video. That was really funny. They confirmed that the Switch version will be coming to the West. However, it's going to be a very, 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 very long time. And you know it's going to be a long time when a company actually tells you it's going to be a very long time. So, I mean, I think that goes without saying you're not going to see this this year. In fact, I will be shocked if you see it next year. For me, it's going to be a 2020 release. It's either going to be a really late 2019 or an early 2020 release that's my prediction anyway we'll know more probably at the uh, dragon quest summer festival which takes place every year in japan we'll probably find out a little bit more information there because the truth is that the game will be released in japan long before it gets released here Anyways, uh, so the news is not just that it's coming out on September 4th but, and the fact that the Switch version is coming out, but it's actually going to be released on the PlayStation 4 and the Steam, and they have confirmed, that's right, they have confirmed that the 3DS version will not be coming out here due to business reasons. That's what they said. Um, I don't know if I should repeat everything I already said in my other video, but... PS4 version's great. Steam version's going to be awesome. I think that's a brilliant move, releasing it on the uh, on Steam. I think that's great. It's going to introduce a whole bunch of people to the series that most likely would never have otherwise looked into it. A little disappointed that there's no Xbox One release, only because, again, I look at this as this is Dragon Quest One. This is going to introduce Westerners to the series, and I really want it to do unbelievably well. I would put this game on everything and anything that it will run. Uh, the DS one is the one that's kind of sad, and since I'm playing Dragon Quest IV right now, uh, I, I'm going to just tell you the truth. Like, yeah, it's sad. It, it's very unfortunate that this this version isn't going to get released here. And I was talking with someone on online here someone was leaving a comment saying that the content is the same between the two versions and i was very perplexed by that because it's not the the 3ds version of dragon quest 11 contains access to an area and you you've probably seen in in some of my videos i have this white plush it's like a it's like a little stuffed animal well it's a plushie i mean 
And it's a Yochi is what they're called. And there is an entire village of those guys in the 3DS version. And there's like a little mini game type of thing where you're trying to put together a team of Yochi that go down this little like labyrinth thing and they fight enemies for you and stuff like that. And you have treasure chests and those treasure chests, you can get items. Uh, as far as I know, it was just items. I, I don't recall if there were weapons or anything like that. I don't think so. But anyways, the, that's not actually why you want to do this. Why you want to do this is because you gain access to scrolls. And these scrolls allow you to revisit key areas from all 10 previous Dragon Quest games. And I just love that. And I'm not exaggerating when I say you're looking at a good 20 hours of content there if you don't have access to friends that are playing the 3DS version because you can share your Yochi between different uh, different players. And so as a North American, obviously I am the only person in, you know, probably the Montreal area that actually is playing Dragon Quest XI, well, was playing Dragon Quest XI. So it took me a long time to unlock all the different scrolls and to gain access to all the different areas. But you get quests in those old games, like, like for example, you could be in... Uh, I'm making this up, okay? This isn't real, but it's just to give you an idea. You could be in Dragon Quest Two in an area there, and the princess tells you, I need a, a cub. And that cub can only be found in Dragon Quest Eight's area. But to get to Dragon Quest Eight's area, you have to find the scroll that will unlock that world. And it just keeps going on and on and on like that. So I was very, very, very perplexed when we had a YouTuber leave a comment and just say that, no, 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 the um, the content between them is identical because it, it's just not. It, it's not at all. The 3DS one contains a lot more. And especially the fact that you are looking at all 10 past Dragon Quest games, and I guess maybe that's why they felt like, oh, it's no big deal, because Westerners don't really have the the nostalgia, and we really want to focus on the graphics and the, the you know, the fidelity that would be in the PS4 and Steam releases, and I get it, I do, I, I truly understand them putting all their ba- eggs in, in one basket sort of deal, but... I would I would feel more confident if the Xbox One also had a release, only because then it would be like, okay, so we've got it on all modern platforms that can handle this game. That's awesome. Let's 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 go with that. But it, it still hurts, no matter what it hurts, because a 3DS version, like I said, not only do you get all that additional content, but you had a 3D version of, a, of the game, and which was so cool, was a 2D version of the game. And that's the next way I'm actually going to go through the whole game and play it in 2D from the very, very beginning. I'm going to start a new save file, and I'm going to gonna do that. Probably next year, though. I don't think I'm going to have time this year. But it sucks that you guys won't get to experience that, and it's very disheartening to me because it's like, you know, you right now... North Americans, I'm not sure Europeans, guys, sorry, you you can correct me with this, but I know in North America today, you could go out, you could go to eBay, and you could order Dragon Quest 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and play them all on your 3DS. That's 6 of the 11, that's more than 50% of the series. 
has been released on the DS slash 3DS. And it's so sad because with this one, that would have been 7 of 11, you know? And if they would have had the the um, mobile versions of 1, 2, 3 come over and be digital releases, then there you go. That would have been 10. The only game we would have been missing would have been Dragon Quest ten, And... It just for convenience sake, I think that's, that would have been really awesome. And for me personally, it's not it's like none of this really matters to me because I'm, I'm hardcore, right? Like I'm going to pick up the Japanese ones no matter what. I always do. It's just that it sucks as a fan of the series. Playing it obviously in your native tongue is, is always the best, right? And it just sucks. It really sucks not being able to, to have access to the 3DS version because it's just sad. And I think this year, if you don't know, by the way, every year there is a big, like, Dragon Quest release in Japan. And often more than one. And I think this year it's sure sounding like we're not going to have a, a, well, you don't have a numbered entry every year. So let's not get carried away with that. But I think this year the the big push is going to be for Dragon Quest Builders too, and I'm really wondering what to do with that, to be honest, because we know it's coming out this year in Japan. However, the first Dragon Quest Builders took eight months to get released in North America. Now, at the time, I didn't I didn't have time, so I didn't bother importing it or anything like that. I just didn't have time to play it. So I'm wondering with Dragon Quest Builders 2 what to do because I will, well, I'm going to finish Dragon Quest Builders, no question about that. And I'm wondering, like, most likely Builders 2 is going to get announced for like a September-October release in Japan. Now, with Dragon Quest Eleven hitting in September, I'm certainly going to want to replay that. However, I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm going to see how this actually works because it depends on the time i may actually wait for dragon quest 11 till till november or something like that if if there's a brand new dragon quest that i have not played i'll probably you know pick up the japanese version of dragon quest builders 2 and then i'll go ahead and play dragon quest 11 we'll see we'll we'll see how like what happens in terms of the release dates and stuff like that because i just don't know and i actually have news for uh, dragon quest builders 2 in that malroth which was the original big baddie in dragon quest 2 or dragon warrior 2 he's been confirmed to uh be an, a good npc in in dragon quest builders 2 so he'll be like um oh, what was the name uh, not, was it pipa anyways whatever he's going to be like that like he's going to be an npc that helps you out now i'm i'm going to tell you this right now i'm almost positive because he has amnesia as they always do i'm almost positive that he's going to actually be the bad guy that like, you know, something happened and he was like made human because surprise, surprise, he's actually made human in this one. And I'm sure it's going to be something like that. Like at the end of the game, you, he'll turn on you and realize who he is or something like that. I'll be shocked if, if they don't, they don't go that direction. So, okay. So that's all that. I know a lot of Dragon Quest talk, pretty much all Dragon Quest talk. I, should have just called this the Dragon Quest podcast, but I actually have other stuff. I just wanted to end off with uh, Dragon Quest Eleven stuff. I, again, I'm I'm really really sad that there's not going to be a 3DS version. But if you do have access to a PlayStation Four or a capable PC, this is this is it. You know, like this is your chance to really 
really help support the series because if if this doesn't do well, I think it's going to be a long time before we see another big push for Dragon Quest in North America. And I'm really wondering where they're going to take this series now. Because I was fairly confident that we were going to see sometime this year like a teaser or something for Dragon Quest 3, like a complete overhaul of Dragon Quest 3. But now I'm... I'm not so sure. I think this year the big push is going to be for Dragon Quest Builders 2. And then next year we'll get a reveal of the next expansion for Dragon Quest 10 version 5. Um, but we're still missing a few things. I mean, Super Light is doing very good. Rivals is doing very good. But again, these are only in Japan. And they're both on mobile, those. So I'm not sure. I'm just I'm not sure where the series is going to go, and it, it makes me sort of sit back and say, well, you know, they're putting all this effort into essentially launching the Dragon Quest or trying to relaunch the Dragon Quest franchise in North America, but we don't even know where the series is going. You know what I mean? Like, are we going to get a Heroes Three? If we get a Heroes Three, okay, great. We'll know that's going to come to North America. But what's going to happen with the monster subseries? What's going to happen with the remake subseries? And that really, technically, Dragon Quest Nine is the next one that's set for remake status. So I don't know. I don't know where they're going to take the series or what's going to happen. But it's going to be very, very interesting. So that's enough talk of Dragon Quest. We literally had half an hour of talking of Dragon Quest. Sorry if you don't like Dragon Quest. Well. Uh, you probably aren't even listening anymore. So, uh, the other two things that I want to talk about, Stephen, Stephen actually reminded me of these things, was Spider-Man has been officially announced, well, announced, again, the release date has been announced for September 7th, which I'm like, ah, great, because three days after Dragon Quest Eleven. I don't want any damn competition for Dragon Quest XI. I know they're completely different games, but still. Now, a question for all of you guys, because Ahmed and I have been talking about this, and do you find the hype for this game has like all but disappeared, or am I the only one? I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and I don't know, like I just, I don't know what happened. It's like I, I just find that... I was so stoked when I first saw the the debut trailer. I was like, oh, yeah. And by Insomniac, you know, that's awesome. These guys know what they're doing. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. But now I find myself, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, well, I don't know if I even give a damn anymore. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's still going to be a very good game. And it's one I most certainly would like to check out. If if the school stuff doesn't pan out for this year, then absolutely I will I will be checking this out. No question about that. Like God of War. I purposely haven't pre-ordered God of War because I'm like, no, I can't. If I if school and everything pans out, there's I'm not gonna have time. So I'm 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 still curious about the game, but I I'm very much uh, at the point where I'm like, well, I don't I don't know about this. Like uh, I don't really care as much as I did before. It still looks good. I'm sure it's going to be a blast. It's just I don't know. It's like one of these things where I think they they announced it way too early, or or maybe it's just me. But there is some bizarro unfortunate news. And I say unfortunate news because they basically announced like, you know, season pass DLC stuff and all this crap. 
I don't quite get this. And I mean, I understand this is the world we live in. And uh, one more Dragon Quest uh, reference here. I thought it was awesome that Yuji Horii, one of the original creators of Dragon Quest, actually said they purposely didn't want DLC, microtransactions, or anything else for Dragon Quest XI. They just wanted you to buy something, put it in your system, or download it, and play. They didn't want any BS associated with it, and I thought that was awesome. And then you see something like this, where the game is literally months away. It's not gold yet. It's still, you know, like that release date could theoretically, it could get delayed a bit. Or, you know, it's not done. The game is not finished yet. And we already have all these plans of DLC and and all that. Okay, it doesn't matter how you feel about DLC. I mean, if you love it, good for you. You know, if you hate it, well, you know, there you go. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. I I look at DLC as like, well, if done right and not super expensive and stuff like that, it can progress like the the duration of your game. Like it can it can make the game longer. And and that's great if it's a game you really like. However, if you go overboard, you do too much or or like the player moves on. A great example of this is uh, Final Fantasy uh, 15. I played two, I think it was, of the DLC packs that were released for that. And you know why? Because other things happen. And I I don't go back. Like, after, it's just like I'm playing something else. Something, you know, pops up. Another one, Arkham Knight. I loved that game. I loved it. And I did, like, maybe 60% of the DLC. But it's hard for me to go back now if i was young if i if i didn't you know i didn't have an income i couldn't buy games then yeah then then absolutely you know i would have loved this i would have played the living snot out of all of that but unfortunately it's just it doesn't it doesn't jive with my lifestyle anymore and i don't like seeing a developer announce dlc when your game's like six months away and you're like oh yeah we're working on all this dlc it's gonna be great it's gonna be wonderful i'm like well, you know, couldn't any of that have been put into the game? And I know, I know that's that's ridiculous, Jared. You're an idiot because that's the that's the future that we we live in right now. It's just it kind of sucks. If I'm going to be really honest, it it really isn't for me. I, I I I don't like this. I really don't. I don't mind some DLC and some games. You know, like with Zelda Breath of the Wild, it. It worked for whatever reason. For whatever reason, it worked. I had no intention of going back and playing that second DLC pack that they released. And yet, I did. And I went through, I got my motorcycle of Doom, and that's that's that. It's just, I don't know, man. Nintendo's, uh, they've been they've been doing it right. They they have managed to get me back because I think it's that they don't go overboard. Because a lot of these games, man, they go so overboard where you're just like, like, like Final Fantasy 15. It's bloody nuts. Like the amount of DLC is crazy, and I'm not going back to 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 do that. And maybe that's just me in the series or whatever. But even games that I absolutely adore, like adore, like I said, like Arkham Knight. I just eventually I'm moving on to something else, and it, this this bothers me more so for the fact that it's like the game's not even finished yet. 
that release date could get delayed and yet we're already like you know here's all the dlc stuff that we're going to be doing and season passes and all this crap and i'm not i'm not really a fan of that like at all so the last little bit of news that i have is that the original spyro the dragon trilogy is going to be making its triumphant return and it's called spyro reignited trilogy and it's been announced for the xbox one and the playstation 4 now very very interesting hey you know what i don't recall seeing it for pc hmm yeah it may only be on those two platforms then it's getting released on september 21st and interestingly enough it's not announced for the switch now i gotta just get one thing out of the way right away uh ahmed texted me like right away and was like hey look on the nintendo uh, uk's like uh online store you can pre-order it so i was joking with them i was like well go ahead pre-order it so and they had like a full page but it wasn't it wasn't spyro reignited trilogy it was like spider spyro remastered trilogy or something like that is what they had called it but it was a legit site it had all kinds of stuff like to me it's it like it's going to happen. I think it's just they're saving it for a direct, to be really honest with you. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a direct in May um, or even over the summer and and they just they announce it and they announce it. Maybe it could potentially be a little bit later than September 21st on the uh, on the switch. But I'm positive that it's going to come now. Spyro is one of those weird ones. Let me let me take a look here. I've got all my PlayStation games right up here, but the volume is going to. Is going to get all weird. Let's just see something. Uh, saga, 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 Spyro the Dragon, Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, and Spyro Year of the Dragon. There they are. They were a great series of games. And it's funny because the PlayStation 1, you know, it, it's, it's, it, people talk of it in 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 a really unique way i find like there's a lot of fans for the n64 they're like you know like the n64 was my system it invented gaming damn it and i'll never take anything away from the n64 there's no question about that like the n64 did a lot of crazy firsts and it it has like a, a great library of games but really the playstation remains the first system really even more so than than the genesis the saturn the sega cd um that to me where i was like holy crap man these guys are like are just wrecking face and it's because you got to think back that like as awesome as genesis was and as awesome as as well for me anyway as awesome as the saturn was they didn't have these like franchises that were just like one after another and just kept coming out. And, and I'm not even talking about like, you know, triple a, like, you know, like Omega games, like just look, you've got, and I'm going to, I'm going to name big releases, of course, but I'm also going to throw in some others. I'm just thinking a quick glance. I I don't want to, you know, like bend over and fall off my chair here, but I mean, without excluding your, your metal gear solids and stuff like that, 
just a quick look. You know, you had two Castlevania games. You had Crash Bandicoot. You had Dino Crisis. You had two Fear Effect games, which are really underrated, I might add. Seriously. Uh, Final Fantasies, like a bajillion of them. You've got the Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, baby. Uh, Mega Man, you've got, well, there's the two Metal Gear Solids, but if we want to exclude that, I'm not going to talk about Silent Hill. Uh, you had Odd Worlds, Parasite Eves, you had your Resident Evils, your Spyros, you had Siphon Filters, and seriously, man, like, holy crap, and you could go on and 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 on. And it's, it's that. That really is why, like, today when I look back at the PlayStation, I'm like, it really was, like, Genesis and Super Nintendo in one. Even though I stand by that, like, I think the SNES is probably, like, my favorite system of all time. It, when you look at just the wealth of titles that were released, and I'm not talking filler, you know, shovelware and all that kind of stuff. Just the sheer amount of games that were either good or great is, is unbelievable. And Spyro is one of those, those series where I never found it to be a great series. I'll be honest. I never found it to be like, wow, this is like uber amazing, but it was a very good series. And so to see that come back, and just like we had the Crash Bandicoot trilogy that came back, which I don't have, um, it's it's cool to see these characters come back. And and I I am hopeful that if these games are successful, that we may actually see some some of these games return in some of their more classic sort of um, you know their their classic way. I, I look at like Banjo Kazooie. Microsoft and Rare tried to do something different with nuts and bolts and it just didn't work because people didn't want something like that. They wanted more of, you know, a modern day. What I mean by that is having the conventions of modern day gaming, but just a a simple like action platformer type of thing. And it's so funny because people are like, you know, no, no, people don't want that and this and that. And yet you look at the new Super Mario Brothers collection, right? So like those series of games and they, they sold gangbusters. And now I know, I know Mario is not Spyro (laughs) or not Crash, of course, but it's just like they're, if, if there is a market there, then why not? catered to that market now granted i don't know the sales of any of these games right that's why i said earlier if the game does well like if this uh spyro um reignited trilogy does well sells two million copies or something like that well then maybe you know maybe you think and you're like okay well skylanders has ran its course so why don't we give spyro like another chance why don't we you know you, you know modern gaming conventions but like, let's give, let's give just a, a classic action platform type of thing. And the same with Crash and the same with whatever, you know, like even, even your Banjo Kazooie type of thing. I, I look at that and I'm like, you know, there, there is a market for that. Conquer is another one. Conquer is bad for day. If, if you create something that has realistic sales expectations, like, so if Crash sold 3 million units, okay. I have no idea. It could have sold 10 copies for all I know. 
But if it's somewhere in that ballpark, you could look at that and say like, okay, so if we had a scaled budget, could we could we make money off of that or are those sales not, you know, not strong enough to, to, to support that? Cause I look at games like wonder boy that was just released on the switch was the last one that it came out. I think it was wonder boy is what they called it. I never remember what, what their naming conventions. It's all ridiculous. It was like monster boy or whatever, but it outsold all the other versions combined on the switch and so when I saw this announcement, I was like, no, this is coming to Switch for sure. And Steven texts me right away and he's like, nope, it's not coming to Switch. I'm like, it's impossible. It's not possible. I mean, this makes no sense unless like, because I don't even think Crash is out yet. So it's coming to Switch. I assure you it's going to come to Switch. It makes no sense not to come to Switch when right now these more nostalgia-based games are outselling everything on Switch. So why wouldn't you put this on Switch? It makes sense to me. And then when when I saw the link to the European uh, store, I was like, okay, well, yeah. Especially it's Nintendo's own store. So I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure it's coming. It's just going to be most likely after September 21st, or they wanted it for a uh, Nintendo Direct, something like that. I, I'm, I'm positive, guys, that it's going to come to Switch eventually. I mean, if we're getting Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't get uh, something like Spyro. Like, really, that just is weird. And I think it'll do very, very well. Uh, if you haven't played Spyro in a long time, like myself... <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if it holds up. That's the honest truth. I I don't know. I remember that it was one of those games where I enjoyed, but it wasn't one that I was like, "Wow, this is phenomenal." Like for Crash Bandicoot, first one was okay. I was like, yeah, "It's okay," but the second one I really enjoyed. The second I was like, "This is freaking awesome," and the third one too. I was like, "This is this is wicked." With Spyro, it, it for me anyway, it was more a series where it was like, "This is a very good series," and I found all of them very good. They were all charming, but I never found them like amazing, amazing, amazing. But I'm also older, right? So like, I was much more invested in your Resident Evils and those you know Final Fantasies and all that jazz. So yeah. All right, I'm looking at the time here. We're about 50 minutes in, which is not bad for a for a solo podcast. That's not too shabby. And now I'm starting to cough and things like that. So I think what we'll do is we'll just do some uh, housekeeping, which, as you know, the podcast is always distributed on iTunes and other podcast services before it hits YouTube. And on YouTube, it's every second Sunday. And we're going to keep going with this. Doesn't matter with school or anything else. I mean, obviously, if I'm out of the country on a conference or something like that, well, then maybe it'll be a little delayed or something. But we'll try... We're, we're going to keep trying to make this a uh, regular event. And like I said, I don't see why not. Steven should easily be able to do this. Even if he has to do a solo podcast where he films himself, he should be able to do that. Lazy son of a... Anyways, um, so yeah. So I think we'll call it a day. That's that. Uh, got no reviews in the pipeline as of yet. Steven's reviews all have been released. He He had a bunch of other ones that he asked me to to edit so i edited all of his screenplays for those i'm just waiting for him his scripts rather i'm just waiting for him to actually do it and then i got to get some footage and all that so uh hopefully we'll be able to get that done in the coming weeks and with that i'm going to say 
Thanks for joining everybody and I shall catch you all later. Have a great two weeks. Talk to you soon. Ciao guys.